I had low testosterone and was on a testosterone pellet when I met Dr. Kylie. It gave me the energy I was searching for, but I didn't want to be on it forever. When she taught me that my body could make it again, I decided to try it. She was right. My body is producing testosterone on its own again with her help. I ended up saving a lot of money in the long run by working with her. If you're thinking about it, make it a priority. You're going to save lots of money and get your life back. Kimberly. Are you ready to start healing beyond the diagnosis? Whether you're taking hormones or you're on hormone therapy and you want to stay on them or you want to get off of them, let's take a look and see how we can get your body producing hormones once again. You can get started by joining the membership. Get all the details and the information at drkylieburton.com backslash healing dash beyond dash the dash diagnosis. I can't wait to welcome you in. I also can't wait to celebrate your success next. I'll see you on the inside. Hey, practitioners, health coaches, docs, everybody who finds themselves in shoes like mine, the doors of opportunity are open again. Go check it out. We did some major upgrades and listen to your feedback inside the mastermind. Doors will open all of October and close November 1st at noon Mountain Standard Time. Come join us, btdmastermind.com. Remember, as my friend Chip Gaines says, your purpose is just like mine. It's big and it's important. And there's no one else anywhere on the planet who can fulfill it. So quit messing around and go get them. Let's do this together. I'll see you on the inside. Remember, the doors of opportunity are open right now. What can change in your life, in your future, and in your patients' lives? Let's do this together. btdmastermind.com. All right, let's get started. Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with me, Dr. Kylie. We have another special guest with us today. She is a chiropractor right out of the lovely state of California, but uses telehealth with functional medicine. And Dr. Brooke Sheehan is a classic example of living beyond the diagnosis. Dr. Brooke, welcome. And I'm happy to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Very happy to be here. Dr. We were just Kylie. talking beforehand that your diagnosis. When I ask the question, like, what's your story? People always say, well, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, you know, or whatever thyroid issue is like, that's usually the story. Yours is very different. <laughs> yeah. It's a physical diagnosis. I guess you can say, uh, I was diagnosed with cerebral palsy at the age of two. And for those listeners who may not know what cerebral palsy or CP, as you might hear me refer to it as, Essentially, it is a diagnosis that happens as a result of losing oxygen to your brain during the birthing process. So nothing, you know, happening as you're developing as a baby inside your mother's womb, but just happens after the fact. And, you know, it can have varying degrees from, you know, very mild to very severe cases. Some people can actually have very difficult time speaking because our tongue is a really large muscle and it affects the gross motor movements of the body, the tongue being one of those. So CP kids or CP people in general, they don't have mental issues, even though on the outside, it can seem that way if it is a very severe case, because you have very difficult time speaking to people, 
it's not necessarily that. It's just that they can't use their tongue to function properly. Is that just a muscle thing? It is a muscle thing. Yeah. Cognitively, everything is okay in there. It's just trying to get everything out. So a lot of them, you know, feel locked up inside their bodies, which I can kind of relate in some cases. But like I mentioned, my case is very mild. It affects the right side of my body. So my right hand and right uh, right leg. So I kind of have like a little tiny bounce when I walk. <laughs> That's cute. How yeah. do you adjust? I am able to adjust like any Are you left-handed? I am left-handed. Okay. I, do I, was, left-handed. I was pregnant during school. And oh, the wow. last like nine months, it was awful. I don't recommend it, but I was. <laughs> and everybody would always ask me like, how do you adjust with this big block in the way? Yeah. Like it's actually not that that's the problem. It's the fact that I don't have my abs. Like, <laughs> that surprised me because I'm trying to adjust and I'm so used to, you know, having the strong core, being able to adjust that way. And then all of a sudden that core is gone. Right. How do people adjust when they don't have cores? <laughs> no, you got all that baby right there. <laughs> yeah. So yours, yours was a little different. How did they figure that out? What, what brought the diagnosis to come to pass? Well, I started walking, I think I was 13 months when I started walking and my mom noticed like around the age of two that I was like walking on my tippy toe on my right foot. And so she took me to the doctor and nonchalantly, the doctor's like, oh, she has cerebral palsy. Of course, I'm the firstborn of five. So my mom is like in horror, terror, (laughs) crying, like freaking out. Like, what is this? Right. Like super nonchalant because The thing with CP is that it's not progressive. It's not going to progressively get worse. It stays where it's at. In my case, I feel like I've had a lot of improvement with it as a result of being adjusted and really taking my healthcare into my own hands and not. Yeah. yeah, We'll talk about that too, but yeah, yeah. Do the diagnosis. Let's just get healthy. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. It's like, it could be called a white elephant, right? Or blue tiger or whatever. It's just, that is what it is. It's let's label it. Like people want to put labels on things and that's great, but let's just get it figured out and get to the root cause and get you back to being yourself. Right. Yeah. And there's this, this evolution going on where mm-hmm. when you see it with your patients too, where they come in and they have the diagnosis and yet they just get thrown this pill at each other. And then there's us where yes, the diagnosis tells me what symptoms you're dealing with. Yeah. Chronic fatigue syndrome. You have chronic fatigue. Great. That's yep. good to know. Yeah. What's causing it? Chronic yep. fatigue syndrome doesn't tell me jack crap about what's causing it. Fibromyalgia. Like we could, the list goes on and on and on, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so cerebral palsy, as you're growing up as a kid, what was yeah. it like? Well, growing up as a kid, I did every, so like I mentioned earlier, I'm the oldest of five. I did everything my siblings did. I'm, I have three sisters and one brother. We all like ran around. We grew up on a 10 acre ranch, building tree houses, doing all kinds of things. Like, so they didn't see me as abnormal. Um, my family didn't treat me as abnormal growing up in school. I went through all the same classes. Everybody else went through. I did normal PE with everybody. Nothing was different except my own mental headspace and my mental headspace told me that I was defective, that I couldn't do X, Y, and Z that, you know, and all of these things. And I remember in, at the age of 12, I moved and I went to a new school. So all of these other kids had grown up with me. They just thought that's how Brooke is. 
went to a new school and got bullied, got made fun of. And that really at the age of 12 started just like the onslaught of just self deprivation and just really beating myself up and having no confidence and no, you know, no value. Not not to mention hormones or kicking in at that point either. Oh my gosh. Right. (laughs) Double whammy right there. There it is. All of it. I mean, did they do treatment for you? Did they? So the treatment that they did was they had me wearing like a foot brace. I think I had the foot brace on for maybe a couple years. I didn't wear it consistently, but it was to try to like, it wasn't that my foot wasn't straightened out, but it was trying to get like my heel pulled down. They also talked about wanting to do a surgery to like loosen up my Achilles tendon on my right foot to try to get to pull the heel down, but it's not going to correct what happened, right? Neurologically is where the problem is. It's not the Achilles tendon down below. And just, just because we're on a podcast called beyond the diagnosis, it's so so silly sometimes how people are like, well, I have pain in my big toe and they want the big toe treated without really looking at, well, why is the big toe? Like you said earlier, hurting, what other issues do we have to address with the gut or the liver or, you know, all the other organs, the brain, like you really have to think upstream as to what's going on and not trying to be so localized. And so I didn't get the surgery. Um, I didn't do that. I opted out. And, you know, honestly, I think that I made the right choice because I don't know what it would have been like, but I mean, I I would still have CP. (laughs) Yeah. I've heard of people getting, Hey, let's, let's sever this nerve or, you know, let's numb this nerve. Why? Your nerve is a communicator. It's going to to talk to you and you're just going to say, shut up. Right. Cut the cord or, or the nerve, you know, it's just blows my mind, the options that are out there, but when they get to that point, they're usually at such a desperate place. Well, okay. So this is my biggest thing. And this is what I teach patients in practice all the time is that the body speaks like it truly, my podcast, I have my own podcast called the body talks and the body has its own communication. You just mentioned about the nerve communicating, speaking something, saying something, right? We are so accustomed to trying to shut it up. Like it is telling us something through symptoms, through pain, through all of these things. We try to shut it up. And then what happens? Dr. Kylie, you know what happens. It's like, then it's chronic conditions, right? Then it's cancer. Then it's all these things that could have been addressed. Had we listened to the whispers, the body was speaking to us before it actually had to start screaming. And so I just... (laughs) Yeah. One of the biggest examples I like to use is Parkinson's. We all associate Parkinson's with the tremors. Well, yes. the tremors are late stage Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. If you go back and all my Parkinson's, usually all, you know, that's all the autoimmune cases, scenarios, they all have either gut constipation or diarrhea. Yeah. And for constipation, so many times people just say, well, I take magnesium at night and that helps me the next day. Well, is it a magnesium deficiency? Or are you covering up another issue that really should be addressed? Because the research shows that the first sign of Parkinson's and many chronic illnesses are gut symptoms that we just, you know, take Tums to lower our acid reflux. And we take, you know, you know the story. Yes. It's it's just another probiotic. You must need another probiotic. And I'm like, if you have SIBO, (laughs) you don't need probiotics, people. Like, stop it. But Anyways, for those who may not know, SIBO is small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. You don't want to take probiotics if you've been diagnosed with SIBO. 
<laughs> that usually comes in the diagnosis of IBS, Crohn's, UC. Those yeah. are the big digestive GI complaints, but it's all diarrhea, constipation, sometimes both. Daily bowel movements, peeps. That's what we want. Yes, we do. That's exactly what we want. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we'll get off our soapbox there. You so you opted out of the surgery. And instead, I mean, you're a chiropractor, which is very neurological based, yep. affects the nervous system. So yep. I'm sure you had experience with chiropractors and chiropractic before you became one. I did. So actually, funny story is my journey with chiropractic actually didn't start until I was in my third trimester of pregnancy. So, which is funny because my chiropractor at the time, he was like, you've never been to a chiropractor and you have cerebral palsy. And I said, no. And he's like, wow. You know, like, I mean, my parents or my mom didn't even know that at the time that chiropractic could work for kids with CP. So I kind of just came to his office. Like I'm trying to have a natural childbirth. I don't want any drugs. I don't want any medication. Get my pelvis aligned. Right. Like that was my mentality in, in going to see the chiropractor when I was pregnant. And, um, you know, that's what happened. Like I had the most epic birth. It was four hours total twelve <laughs> minutes of pushing. My mom was in labor for 29 hours with me. And so it was a long and, you know, really like just rough for her. And so that was a portion of why they believe that I was losing oxygen was because she was so fatigued and, and all of her, you know, other stuff going on, but I didn't want that to happen for my child. Right. I was like trying to avoid, like if CP can be avoided, I'm going to do everything I can. And so hence going the natural childbirth route is what I kind of chose as a result of learning through my pregnancy about what avenues I can take to avoid that. And so anyways, yeah, four hours, 12 minutes of pushing. She was out. It was so easy, simple. She's 10 years old, healthy, well, and yeah, it's just, but that's where my chiropractic journey started is getting adjusted during the pregnancy. And then I was inspired to become a chiropractor by the, the chiropractor who first suggested me. Uh, he was the one really pushing me. You need to go to chiropractic school. I'm like, you're crazy. I have cerebral palsy. Like you're absolutely insane. I'm never going to chiropractic school. And I had a like, quote unquote, run in, if you call it with one of his associate docs in the office. And this guy adjusted me multiple times uh, over. And every time he would adjust me, he's like, you know, trying to adjust my neck and he's like, relax. And I'm like, I can't relax. Remember I have cerebral palsy. Like <laughs> so silly looking back on it now as a chiropractor, I'm like, no, people don't tighten up their necks because they have CP. They tighten up their necks because they're like bracing themselves for whatever they think is about to happen. Right. And so I, I remember telling him, you know, I can't remember I have CP and he gently sets my head down. And this guy's like, I'm five, two, this guy's like six, three sets my head back down into the head, like headpiece looks down at me and says, I am so sick and tired of you telling me this. Every time I see you, you need to stop identifying that and kick it <laughs> so far from you. It was like waterworks, like crying. And I like walked out of the room and the main doc there, right? It was his practice. He's like seeing me coming out crying. And of course, I know from his standpoint, he's thinking, uh-oh, what did this associate doc do to my patient? What happened? You know, I need to know what's going on. I told him the story. I thought he was going to give me a hug and say, everything's going to be okay. He firmly puts his hand on my shoulder and says, looks me dead in the eye and goes, you need to go to chiropractic school. And I was like, oh, <laughs> how old were you? 
27. Okay. Yeah. So I started school. I started grad school a little late, but well, compared to where other people normally start, but yeah. So I, you know, there was, there was a classmate of mine. He was 40. Oh, wow. And I had several in their late thirties, but it's, it's always, you know, they're in some career and then they get introduced to the, the miracle works behind the adjustments and that why am I sense. sitting here behind the stock market? Let's go do this. And that's what they that did. Was that was me. Like my career prior to that was accounting. I was in the accounting field. And so that's the kind of work that I was doing, but yeah. So, you know, I checked out different schools and I eventually settled up at a school in Northern California and you know, have now been a chiropractor. I graduated end of December of 2019. So here I am. I graduated 2017. Jeez, it's been four to four years now. Wow. Yeah. And I don't, I don't adjust anymore. I'm all virtual, all functional medicine. Yeah. One of my, my favorite adjustments are the neck ones and people, you know, get all tight and cringe up and it's like, just, so I would always have the tricks. I'm sure you do too, where you just have a conversation with them, you know, wiggle your toes, wiggle your toes. And, yep, exactly. and you throw it and they're like, oh my gosh, that felt so good. Exactly. Yeah, well, when you let me do it, it will work. But when you cringe, that's when people get hurt. Yep. But even then everyone's like, you're going to break my neck. No, you're not going to break no, my neck. No, we're trying, you know, to do this. I too love the neck ones. That's what I feel like I'm the best at is actually the cervical spine. So yeah, the ones that they make me cringe when, when like you, when you see people, uh, you know, you're at grandma and grandpa's house and the aunt and uncle or the uncle lays on the floor and tells all the kids to walk on the back to crack oh. their back. It just cringes me because I'm, if you only knew what you right. were doing to your nervous system <laughs> with that. Exactly. Exactly. So how has chiropractic helped you with the nervous system and do you do it specifically for cerebral or do you just do it to stay healthier? What's your route for, for me personally? Yeah. Like, I mean, I honestly am under chiropractic care just to stay healthy more for a wellness approach. Um, it's not, yes, you know, obviously it helps with the cerebral palsy, but it's not a, um, I'm not doing it for like a treatment for it. Uh, I want to make sure everything is, is working well in my body, right? Not just my nervous system. I'm, I mean, the nervous system definitely is the master controller of everything, but I want to make sure that my gut is healthy. My liver is healthy. My stomach's doing well. My pancreas is secreting insulin. Like it should, like all of the hormones are, are, you know, happy and balanced and well. So chiropractic is, is definitely beneficial for that. Yeah. So that- Brooke, let's, let's dive into some chiropractic school myths. <laughs> so many people, and we have a lot of practitioners of all backgrounds listening uh-huh. to this. And, and when I, like when, when I introduce myself and when people ask me, what do you do? I'm a functional medicine doctor. Yeah. Well, what's that? Well, I help people who get tossed from doctor to doctor to doctor, find answers, healing and hope using their normal labs. Oh, well, that's my friend or that's me or, you know, mm-hmm. so-and-so has been tossed from doctor to doctor. Whereas if you say, at least out here in Utah, where I am, if you're a chiropractor, oh, you crack backs and necks. Yes. Chiropractors are some of the smartest doctors in the world. 100% agree. We all know Dr. Axe. He would come up on the top of the food charts and all Google searches. Guess what? He's a chiropractor. Mm-hmm. And so many people are shocked. What? He's not a, he is a doctor. There is a DR in front of his name. We earned that right. 
to put that DR in front of our name. And it's just a different approach. Instead of getting all the pharmaceutical knowledge, we get knowledge about nutrition and we get knowledge about functional medicine. We get introduced to it in some way, shape or form. And then we, yes, we adjust, but in order to adjust, we have to understand the whole body. And people are always shocked to hear that when I did anatomy, we did the entire body, the whole cadaver. I don't know what your scenario was, but my school up in Oregon, Oregon chiropractors, they can perform minor surgery. They can become midwives. They can become all these other like gynecologists. Like they, they can do all those things in addition to their chiropractic. So we had to learn it all. And I was performing gynecology exams. I was performing urinology exams, all these things that if I knew what I was getting into, I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> but it was one of those things where I've always, I was already moved up to Oregon. I put my apartment together. I was signed up for school day one orientation. They're like, Oh, by the way, you're going to be doing this and this and this it's coming down 10th quarter. And, and how many tests am I going to be taking? <laughs> right. Yeah. Flashbacks to. I, I laugh because I'm like, yes, that's it. <laughs> so one of the myths, if you could clear up a myth about chiropractic school, what would it be? Ooh, one myth about chiropractic school that it's just adjusting. You, you definitely adjust in school. You learn how to adjust. You're learning different techniques, but it's not just adjusting. It's way more. It's just like Dr. Kylie just mentioned. It's so much more. I went to school in California. Um, we are not required to do like minor surgeries there. We did do the mock exams like prostate exams and gynecological exams and that kind of stuff to like, as a part of the requirements for the class. Did you do them on real people? No. Did you do them on real people? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I have to tell a funny story real fast. Um, So we're, we're performing genital urinary exams on um, male guys. Right. Yeah. And we're in like groups of three or four at a time. And I won't tell her her name, but one of my colleagues, one of my classmates at the time, she was about to start her genital urinary exam. And if you have kids listening, turn off the podcast because (laughs) this is just hilarious and you'll get it. GU, right? And she looks at the guy and she's like, I'm just going to look for anything that sticks out at me. (laughs) And we all just cracked up laughing. It was so funny. (laughs) But these these people from the community, they would literally come in and we would perform these exams on them. They would have, you know, 10, if you, you know, you've had your guide appointment and you're getting 10 paps just done on, you know, like that's, that's what they were doing. Of course they were getting paid for it, but it was always, and it was so interesting ultimately to see, you know, you could see your uterus and you could see your ovaries and it was just from that standpoint, it was really cool. But yeah, as a, as a newbie at the whole process, Watching what you say is very critical. <laughs> so I had more respect for gynecologists and midwives and those who do it on a regular basis. Oh, definitely. Right. I, it's funny when you say it's, it's important what you say, because I found myself in this like struggle where, cause I was in clinic while I was in class as I got, you know, higher up in my, uh, yeah, we did the same thing. Half the days year. were clinic, half the days were class. Right. And so mm-hmm. I would be in class and then you hear all these like doctor speak, right. Like, these terminology, this medical terminology that you and I both know, but then to take it into clinic and I'm like, oops, I mean, 
da, 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 da. Like I would try to dumb it back down. You know, I'm like using big terms and I'm like, they don't even get what I'm saying right now. <laughs> yeah. It was a big shift even getting into the practice world after graduation. I've yes. taken numerous courses yeah. and had people help me go from a level of doctor talk to patient people. talk, yeah. people talk. And when I'm going to make a sale, like they don't care about how I'm going to do it. They just care about the result. Yes. So you have to reframe everything. And then when the big piece of the puzzle for me that got introduced was when you graduate practice, you just have this mindset that you have to go in, crack backs, crack necks, have five minute appointments, get people in and out, have a high volume practice. And at that point I was working with a mentor of mine, who's now my colleague. Well, he was always a colleague, but mm-hmm. now it's like, he's asking me more questions and I'm asking him. So we're colleagues, nice. <laughs> but he, he was like, well, what are you going to do? If you have, if you want to have another baby, you just gonna shut down your practice for months. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I can't do that. So he introduced me to this world of virtual medicine mm-hmm. and telehealth. And then I was already doing it when COVID hit and crashed the world down, which yeah. are now we're all more open to it, but it was, it was there before COVID hit. It's been there. It will always be there now. And the nice part is, is we can have an influence. Like I'm sitting here in Utah, I can influence people all over the world and it's happening. Yeah. And same thing with you. When you have your podcast, the body talks, go check it out. I have seen a few things like when you talked about sneezing. Yes. Yes. What does the body say when we sneeze? So what the body is saying when we sneeze and it's not like in like succession or like multiple times in a row and your nose is dripping, eyes watering, obviously that's allergies. People can say, oh, I'm sneezing with allergies, but those one-off times that you're just kind of in your room and maybe outside doing something and just a chew, a chew, like a couple sneezes, it's actually the body telling you that the immune system is starting to rev up to combat or to fight against something, right? Whether that's like a a bacteria or some virus. And so those are just gentle reminders for you when you sneeze to drink more water, get adequate sleep and decrease your sugar intake. And that will just kind of really protect you and safeguard you from actually getting full blown symptoms and, and, you know, being down for, you know, five to seven days, 10 days, who knows how long, right? Nobody likes to feel sick and nobody wants to to do that. So just listening to those whispers really help. That's cool. I didn't, I didn't yeah. even know that myself, but share us one more whisper as you would call it. One more whisper. All right. Um, sneezing is my favorite. So, you know, you feel soreness in your joints. Um, maybe you didn't work out. Like you're just kind of waking up, like feeling stiff that can, and Dr. Kylie, you probably would know this too, though, that could be beginning stages or signs of like more like arthritic or like autoimmune type things. But one of the things you can do almost instantly, if you're starting to feel that is remove nightshades from your diet. So things like bell peppers, eggplants, um, cayenne pepper, goji berries, you could just search up like nightshades, but nightshades are going to really like, you know, create a lot of like soreness in your joints. And and why is that? I'm not sure. Do you know? I don't have, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just asking because I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's, like there's if that inflammatory foods or if they're just yeah, I mean, inflammation is a broad word. I hate using it, but 
it is what it is. Because there's so many different kinds of inflammation and the body responds. I mean, even a workout, a good workout for your body can cause inflammation. So you want acute inflammation, but what happens is if that inflammatory response doesn't get shut down in a timely fashion, you end up with chronic inflammation and that leads to all kinds of different things. All right, Brooke, thanks so much. Let's finish off here with one successful patient story. All right. So I um, was working and I'm going to share a successful telehealth visit that just can kind of highlight for the listeners, like the power of telehealth and how you don't have to be in physical presence or, or, you know, face-to-face with the doctor in that moment. Yes. I'm a chiropractor and, and getting adjusted is important, but if I'm picking up that adjustment is necessary based on, you know, working with you, then I'm going to tell you, Hey, if you're in Utah, go see Dr. Kylie. Like, well, don't come see I know me. you're I not adjusting, but <laughs> go see someone. I haven't adjusted in like two years. My skills are way far behind. <laughs> so go see so-and-so who can adjust, right? But if I pick that up, I'm going to tell them. So anyways, I was working with this mom who her son is 17 years old. He's been, you know, was on the spectrum since he's been two and he's high functioning, mid functioning, um, but he's had severe eczema all over his face. His ears just bleed all the time. This guy's a high schooler, like wants to do like prom, all these things that normal high schoolers would want to do. And she just kept getting like just medication after medication, no answers, more labs, more this, more that, whatever, right? For this poor kid. And she said she saw a little video that I had done on my social media where I talked about a lot of times things that present on our skin can be something happening internally in the body, right? And so she saw this video and she reached out to me. She sent me his lab reports. I reviewed his lab. Oh my gosh, Dr. Kylie, like just his vitamin D level alone was a 13. And I have never seen anything <sighs> so low. Not to okay. mention. For those of you who have been, who have been listening, I preach vitamin D. Yeah. And yeah. The, the vitamin D normal lab range is between 30 and 100. Yes. 30, you're going to still feel like crap. Anxiety, depression, the name of the game. And when you can get it up towards 60, 70, I like it around 80. That's when you feel good. So 13 is crazy. So depleted, like crazy low. And so just that level, he had liver enzymes elevated. He was showing like gluten sensitivity, not full on celiac, which kind of gets confusing for some people. That's gluten intolerant where you can't have it at all. Gluten sensitivity. There's over 200 symptoms that go like with just gluten sensitivity alone. He was showing signs of that, all these different things just analyzed his lab work that his primary caregiver had had him draw and put together a whole treatment plan for this mother. Six weeks later, no bleeding in the ears. His skin was completely clear. He was so like happy, healthy, doing well. And I'm just like, like, oh my gosh, you know, like you get excited for patients like this, right? It's like, you know, you're giving them the right protocols and the right treatments to follow. And if they stick to the plan, like they're going to get benefits way higher than we could ever expect. But it just, that was like such a heartwarming. So she was just like, I've talked to everybody. I've done this. I remember Dr. Brooks said this in one of her videos, I reached out to her and, you know, now he's just totally healthy, happy, content. And it's it's such a great feeling. Yeah. And the the question I always get asked in those type of scenarios, for example, would be, well, what caused the ears to bleed? My Mm -hmm. answer is 
I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I don't care. Exactly. I just did what the labs told me to do. Exactly. And everything just starts to resolve. I call it stop chasing symptoms. Oh, amen, girl. Amen. You are speaking my language. It is why, exactly. It, that's why I needed to get have, you on. You don't have to come in and go, well, the ears are bleeding because blah, 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 blah. they're not even going to understand that anyways, you know? So it's just figure out what's really happening and, and know that everything else in the, once the body like is able to handle the stress that's on it, it's able to do its job appropriately. And, you know, it's, it's really important to take care of that. And I have to say one thing before I go, (laughs) and this is, this is probably going to get me like blacklisted in the chiropractic community, (laughs) but like, I am, I am a firm believer in chiropractic. I love chiropractic, but I don't agree with chiropractic being the first mode of approach. So the body might need help getting liver detox before it can even handle an adjustment. So an adjustment may not be the very first thing that I do in my treatment with patients as a functional practitioner. That's, that's really cool, actually. Yeah. And I think a lot more are turning to that way or doing combinations of mm-hmm. it. Now, chiropractic works really, really well if you're treating like joint pains and muscle pains and, yeah. and, and that kind of thing, but it's not going to solve eczema on the skin. It, right. It's just not. Right. Where I can guarantee I've, you found something in his gut that oh, oh, totally. resolved it, yep. right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Chiropractic, it's pretty cool, but functional medicine's cooler. It's totally, it's <laughs> so cool combining the two, but yes, I love it. And I, I want to talk more offline with you about the whole, like, cause I know you've been longer in telehealth than I have, but um, it's such a blessing to be able to expand your reach and to be able to, you know, work with patients outside of your local area code. So I would be so frustrated if I only had my local area to work in. Yeah. But ultimately they're not ready for it. Right. Utah right. as a state is not ready for it. That's why we're 10 years behind in the functional medicine world. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I got a mastermind coming soon. I'll, I'll hook you up. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Brooke. Dr. Awesome. Brooke. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you learned as much as I did from that discussion. Now, I'm in need of your help. I'm writing a book because of overwhelming requests. I'll be teaching you how to transform those normal labs into answers, healing, and hope. Whether you're a practitioner or trying to take charge of your own health, what questions do you have about blood work and labs? I'd love to answer those questions inside the book. To submit your questions for a chance to be answered within those pages, text 855-499-2555. Once again, that's 855-499-2555. Then stay tuned. You just might have a special place inside the Q&A at the end of each chapter. Next, come join the membership. You not only get access to me on live calls, but you also get the answers to questions just like yours on my private podcast. This level of attention and help is only available inside my membership. So stop relying on late night Google searches and start getting the answers and relief you desire. I can't wait to welcome you in. Get all the details and join us at drkylieburton.com backslash healing beyond the diagnosis. 
See you on the inside.